And I started realizing that, that we can't. That's the bottom line. <laughs> we start asking, how can we do more and more? The, the answer is, we can't. The grown-up answer is, we have to choose. We have to choose what we're going to do. We have to set priorities, what we're going to do. So the, I started thinking about this, is that we need to put our time where our heart is. And I'll get some more into that, but think about this, this one phrase. We need to put our time where our heart is at. So if we start talking about time and where it goes and priorities, and maybe some of you are thinking, like, boy, how do we do that? I've been working at this you know, for a few years now, Jason. It's not quite that easy. And it's true, there are some difficulties to it. It's not always easy, but there is some help. As I read God's word, I hear help in his word. And as I was working through this, the, the, the passage that came up for me was uh, Matthew six nineteen to 21, where Jesus says, don't store up treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and thief can break in and steal, but rather store up treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where no one breaks in and steals it. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. So I started thinking about this and how God, the first part is that God is encouraging us not to store up treasure on earth. But you know what? That's exactly what we do. <laughs> Think about where our time is spent or a lot of where our time is spent. So often, and I'm, I'm not talking about anybody in this church. I'm talking about other people, of course. But, but we start spending our time on, you know, bigger bank account. Not for anything in particular, just because we know that's what you're supposed to do or that's the, that's the, the mark of success. Or maybe we start spending um, more of our time on more stuff. We need more stuff. More stuff. Not, maybe we can't even afford it, but we just need more stuff for people to realize how successful we are. Or maybe it's just success in itself, like our job or even pastors in a church. Maybe even as a mom. Success becomes the drive. Have I hit any nerves here yet? Is anybody saying like, ooh, need to think about this stuff. So God's saying, don't store up treasures on earth. But then you look at our calendars, and what would our calendars say? What do our calendars say about our life? And maybe if you don't keep a calendar, what, if someone were to chart down what you do in a day or in a week, what would they say is important to you? Where are your priorities? What do you choose to do with your time? What's your goal? So I started thinking about this, and it reminds me, actually, as I was studying this passage, I was reading Dale Bruner's commentary on this, and he talked about, um, you know, we, we know the, the first commandment of the ten is, you shall have no other gods before me, which is true. And most of us think, you know, I don't worship any other gods. Jesus, the triune God, that's the only God I worship. He said, what if you start thinking about in this terms? What if we put goal instead of God? You shall have no other goals before me. That becomes a little bit more uh, challenging. We think about God being our number one goal. About our relationship with God the Father, like Bruce was talking about. Our relationship with Jesus being our number one goal. The Holy Spirit. And this becomes our number one goal. As I think about this, I mean, when we are with Christ, that day when we are with Him, are we going to look back on our life? Are we going to look back on our life and say, you know, 
all that time with people really wasn't worth it. I wish I would have spent more time working. <laughs> no, Jenna's saying no. No, we're not going to think that. When we look back, I mean, and maybe you've heard this question before. When, on, on your dying days, when you're near the end of your life, are you going to look back at your life and say, man, I wish I wouldn't have spent so much time with my family and the people I love. I wish I would have spent more time at the office. I wish I would have spent more time out in the field. No. We're going to wish we'd spent more time with the people that matter, with the priorities that matter. So I hear Jesus, I hear him speaking to us, teaching us this. He's saying, don't store up your treasure in heaven. Don't store up things there. Because it's interesting, that, that stuff won't fulfill you. That stuff won't fill you up. It's, there's this uh, guy, his name was um, Schopenhauer. <laughs> and you should Google Schopenhauer. <laughs> Hairstyles in the 1800s, I don't understand them. It was, it was funny. He had hair out like this, a philosopher. And he said, money or wealth, it's like drinking salt water. The more you drink, the thirstier you get. And fame is the same. But I think the same is similar with success, with stuff. It's like salt water. The more we drink, the thirstier we get. It doesn't fill us. So I hear Jesus saying, don't waste your time on these things. Not that they're all bad. I, mean, I don't want us to hear saying that. But that we don't make that the focus of our life. That we have priorities that are different, that are better. So I hear Jesus saying, I hear him saying, don't store up for your treasures in heaven. But on the other hand, I'm sorry, don't store up, getting ahead of myself. Don't store up treasures on earth. But I do hear him saying, store up treasures in heaven. Maybe some of you are thinking, but hold on there, Jason. Like, do you understand what we're talking about? Do you realize how many zeros there are in my bank account? Do you understand how many decibel point over we're talking about here? Do you realize the sort of success that we're talking, that you're asking me to reprioritize? Do you understand the, the amount of stuff? Do you know how cool the stuff is that you're asking me to reprioritize? I mean, I just got our house just the way we want it, and you're asking me to reprioritize. I just got my, my, I don't know, truck or my stuff just exactly the way I want it, and you're asking me to reprioritize. Well, I'm not asking you. I'm not telling you. As I read the Gospels, I hear Jesus telling us, don't store up treasures on this earth. Store up treasures in heaven. And so we started asking, so what are these treasures? As I read through the Gospels, I see it time and time again. Well, not time. There's the places where you see treasure in heaven, this connection. There's, there's this connection with selling stuff and sharing it with others. Divesting in generosity. Now, in some cases in the Bible, you see places where someone sells everything and they give it to other people. I think that's a pretty powerful statement. I see some of you start to sweat. <laughs> but I also see a lot of places in Scripture where people, they sell some of their things and they share that with people. And they still have their homes to live in. They still have the things that they need. But they're very generous. 
I was thinking of, actually, one of the things I thought about was with this, with generosity, was C.S. Lewis. He has this great quote. He says that the, I'm going to mess it up, but he says basically that um, the only thing, the, only, the, most, the safest approach to generosity is to give more than you can spare. Not that we, I mean, see, when we give out of what we can give away, that, that's good, and I don't want to discount that, but that's different than sacrificial living and giving. This is something that Tracy and I, I can just tell you, we're, we're not perfect at it, but we still continue to work at it. I mean, just as a, a, tall, a small, tiny example, it was at the, the annual meeting uh, in Melfort. Um, they were talking about World Vision Canada. And Tracy and I already have two kids, um, Josua in El Salvador, or sorry, Ecuador, and um, Epiphany in uh, Burkina Faso. So we have, we have two kids already, and, you know, sort of, and I'm a budget person, like that's how it fits, and... And then we, we thought, you know, we want to have one more child. But where does it fit? Like, where does it come out of for that child? But we still, we, we sponsored another child. And as many of you know, we're in this process of adopting a child too. And we already have two kids of our own, yet we want to share. We want to, to go or to find ways to, to, to give away things or sell things so that we can bring another child into our home for their sake to provide them a family for a child who wouldn't otherwise have a family. So we keep making these small things to find ways to give away a little bit more so that we can share a little bit more. So I hear Jesus saying this, to build up treasure in heaven, to store up things there. But so often we look at the stuff that we have and we think of what I'm going to have to give up. We hear this message and we think, I have to give it up. Well, actually, I hear Jesus saying something different. I hear Jesus saying, trade it up. Listen to that again. See, we think of it in terms of give it up. I have to give up these things. And I hear Jesus saying, trade it up. Trade it up for something better. See, we look at this. We hear this message of sacrificial living and giving. We think of all the stuff we're going to lose. I hear Jesus calling us to this because he knows of all the things we're going to gain things that our world doesn't really have a very good way of accounting for, but they're still amazing. People's lives different and changed. Time with our families, with our kids, with our parents, with our brothers and sisters, working on the people who matter, not the stuff. But here's the thing. We've got this hold on stuff, on those treasures of this world. And then we've got the treasures of heaven over here. The thing is, we really can't do a very good job of holding on both together. Neither one of them are held very well by one hand. So I'm not just saying let go of treasures on this world. I'm saying grab a hold of something better. Grab a hold of treasures in heaven. Spend your time there. Put your heart there. See, that's the interesting thing. As I was working through this passage, so he says, store up treasures not on earth but in heaven. He says, because where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. Listen to that again. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. So I'm starting, as I'm thinking about us and about time, I'm starting to see this connection between treasures, that's where our heart is, and where our heart is, that's where our time should be. But the question that we are wrestling with is figuring out what should our priorities be. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? What are my priorities? Or, I have these priorities that I tell everybody, but then when you look at my life, they don't really reflect my priorities. 
Well, let me say, it begins, we figure out our priorities in a relationship with Jesus. In a relationship with God the Father. In a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Hopefully, some of you are starting to pick up a theme here. As we go through this week by week. When I talked about heartfelt worship, when we preached about that, it was about relationship with Jesus. When Chad came and talked about life-transforming walk with Christ, he talked about relationship with Jesus. When we talked last week about godly leadership, and where does that come from? Relationship with Jesus. When we're talking here about priorities and about time, where does that begin? Relationship with Jesus. Where does all this stuff begin? Right. Relationship with Jesus. When we start following Him, when we start realizing the extent that He's gone to to save us, that God the Son put on humanity, crawled into our world on hands and knees and became a child, lived among us, healed people, taught people. He was ridiculed. He was rejected. He was abused and then tortured and then crucified and then killed. He died so that we might have life to save us from sin from our brokenness, both the things that have happened to us and the things we continue to do. We've been saved by Him. And then He rose again. Above all of this, He rose again that we might have new life with Him. We might have life in its full sense. I'm not talking about life more easy. I'm talking about life more full. Filled with the good stuff. Also filled with difficult things because we care. Because our heart breaks for the things that break God's heart. But also more full. See, when we have this relationship, when we begin thinking of these things, gratitude fills us, and our priorities begin to change. Our priorities begin to shift away from me and what I want and what I need and to start focusing on what God desires for us, on the needs of other people. Our priorities begin to change. So where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. And I believe we begin to understand that best when we're in a growing relationship with Jesus. So let's take this here. So we've been talking about where it begins and is rooted in our relationship with Christ. But also, how does this begin to work out in our lives? How do we put our time where our heart is? I think the first thing we need to do is in our relationship with Jesus, we need to figure out what our treasure is. Now, if we're not growing in a good relationship with Christ, this can be difficult, maybe even dangerous, because maybe we start putting our mind on the wrong treasure. But when we're in the right relationship with Him, we can ask ourselves, what do I really value? Where do I really want to spend my time? Think about this for you. What is your treasure? What do you really treasure? Just to give you an idea, I can help with some of mine. Five things. I treasure my relationship with God. I treasure my family. My church family. My vocation. The work that God has called me to. And this community. I've been thinking about this for a while, so I can name those off pretty easily. We need to focus on what our treasure is. Understand that. And then spend our time there. But it also helps us to figure out what's not our treasure. What treasures are not ours. 
Sometimes we've been taught to, to treasure things that aren't really treasured. I think about my dad. My dad was a hard worker. But faith and those sort of things, we never really talked about. I don't, I'm not sure where his faith was at. He died before I had a chance really to ask him. But he valued hard work, and he instilled that in me. Jason, work hard. So he, he instilled me this value or this treasure of being successful. And it's something I'm still trying to set down, to not fall into that. I mean, I want to do things well for the sake of this church, for the sake of this community. But I need to keep setting it down that it's not about me. So we have these deep things, maybe some of you, things that your parents taught you, or someone taught you, a treasure that they think of this world, that we have to set down. But there's also the daily pressures that we get from people. The people who say, this is my treasure, this is my plate, and I think you should spin it with me. In fact, I've got a couple extra plates here for you to spin too. We have to keep setting down other people's treasure. Now, it might be really important to them. It might even be good, but maybe it's not the way God has wired us. We have to be courageous and say, bless you in that, but I need to remain faithful to the things that I am committed to, to the priorities that I have. Priorities like faith and family, church family, vocation and community. So we need to set out what our priorities are, what our treasure is, We need to set out and be mindful of what our treasure isn't and be on guard for that, to be faithful to what we really value. And then we need to plan for it. So this is something that I do. I set out what is important to me, and then each week on Monday morning, I set out and I make sure that I cover, or I'm attending to those five important things every week. Because our weeks will fill up with all sorts of things if we aren't attending to those most important as this image, maybe you've seen this before, and where you have this jar, and you've got, say, five stones, about the size of your fist. You've got a big jar. And if you put the five stones in first, and then you fill in all the other little things, like the sand, the jar fills up and they all fit. But if you have this jar, and you hold the five stones out, and you say, oh, I'll get to those when I can, and you fill it up with all the little stuff, when it comes time to put the stones back in, they don't fit. They don't fit anymore because all the little things have taken up the space. We have to be faithful to the things that God has given us to do, to those priorities. We need to be faithful to them, to keep working those out. So as we get to this sermon or this particular topic of sacrificial living and giving, I start thinking about us and time, how we need to be faithful with our time. So that when somebody comes along, and I think for me, when my five-year-old son Corbin comes and says, Daddy, can you play with me? That I'm not so rushed, I'm not spinning so many plates that I can say, yeah, I'd love to, Corbin. Let's go play and not feel, or or not even turn him around and say, you know, I can't right now, Daddy's too busy. That we need to be mindful of our time. Put our time where our heart is at so that we can spend time with people, especially have space in our schedule for people to come up and to spend time with them, to be present with them. So imagine what this might begin to look like in your life. Imagine your life for a moment where you aren't so hurried, where you aren't so frazzled. Imagine a life where you have focus on the things that are important and you're you're paying attention to those things each week 
You're making sure that those things are attended to each week. Imagine your life where you had time to spend with someone if they just showed up and said, hey, do you have half an hour? Do you have an hour where we could, stand, where we could talk? I, got, I need your help with something. And we could graciously say, yeah, I, I want to spend time. I want to help you. What's going on? Knowing in the back of our mind that we can reorganize the things. We can make time for this. Imagine what that would be like. Now what I don't want you to hear me saying is I'm talking about some new sort of self-indulgent lifestyle. This new self-indulgent way of living where it's all about me and I just do what I want to do. That's not what I'm saying. Actually, Jesus talks about that too. He says, whoever would follow after me, let them deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to gain his life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for my sake will gain it. So it's not in just being selfish and being more about ourselves. It's in spending time with our priorities. Listening God to have Him shape what our priorities are. So I encourage you, as our church, to give thought to what your priorities are. To where God is calling you. The passion that He's given you. To be mindful of those things and spend time there. Now I totally realize that that may not mean ministry, quote unquote, in this church. I realize that, but that's fine. It's great if your ministry is in your school or if it's with people in your community or if it's in Nelson or if it's with uh, working at Giving Hands or working at, um, at Daily Bread. It's great if your ministry is in other places. That's fine, as long as you continue to serve people, to give sacrificially for the sake of God's kingdom. So maybe some of you are asking, how do we do this? So I was thinking about it. For this week, I, I want you guys to try this. Maybe some of you already do something like this, but I want you to try this. Tonight, go home and think about your four or five things, your four or five priorities. The things or the people, probably, that are most important to you. Just write them down. And then tonight or tomorrow morning when you wake up and you start looking at your week, plan those things in. Attend to those things first. And then fill up the rest of the space with other things. And then actually live out the plan. Be faithful to the things that are important to you, that God has made important to you.